This is episode number 112 of the Reno Slants. We got live sports involving Reno teams this weekend. We got Lawson Hall on the show. Things are looking up. Welcome to the Reno Slants, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable. Home to an award-winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub. On this week's episode of the Reno Slants, we're up to weekly yearbook number 18. Reno 1868 finally is set to make its return to the pitch. We'll get super soccery there for you guys. On Sunday, Adam looks for some good news. Shaky news out of the SEC regarding Nevada's non-conference game, scheduled non-conference game at Arkansas September 5th. And there's some good Corona news this week. I don't want to say I called it, but, you know, half buckets so far good news it's like one of the first times we've had positive news with this thing since the since the pandemic started so we obviously have to address it our guest this week is nevada stud senior linebacker lawson hall got his thoughts on the growing push for social justice and social equality in the country does he want to play football this fall and is there a consensus on the team we asked carson that last week when he was on got lawson's thoughts as well and then there's a new defensive coordinator this year. Jeff Castile is out. Brian Ward from Syracuse is in. How different is the defense going to look in 2020? For slants, we're getting into weekend plans, and then we had to dust off so we said something stupid, and we said something very stupid <laughs> last week. Had to address it. On social, got a few questions from you guys, including one on the take line. Which Mountain West school or program would be hurt the most by football switching to a conference-only schedule. We'll kick that idea around, and we'll get out of here with Random Reno. Before we get there, thank you to all of you who are continuing to support this podcast. Every single one of you are helping us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week, and we almost kind of sort of sniffed 1,000 last week. First time I've been able to say that since we really started making it public what our goals are, at least from a download perspective on a weekly basis, 664 downloads last week. That is our second biggest week ever. Our biggest week ever is around 720, right around there. So a really good week for us. You guys are really excited to hear from Carson. Uh, understandable. If you are not already, please make sure that you are subscribed. Smash that subscribe button and following us on social. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at the Reno Slant. Or you can check us out online at therenoslant.com. Check out the blog there. I wrote this week about the state of Nevada's four non-conference games. I broke it down by game because they are in different situations as the schools play in different conferences. And we're seeing different decisions being made at the conference level. Or if you really want to help us get closer to 1,000 downloads per week, please tell a Nevada friend of yours who is not yet listening to the podcast to check it out. That'd be great. Our iTunes five-star review of the week is brought to you, as always, by Toyabi Golf Club. The review this week comes from Ja McGuire 5. Best Nevada sports podcast. 
I've listened to nearly every podcast that discusses Nevada sports, and this one is, is or, and this is the best one out there. The Shout Bros put in an incredible amount of effort into each episode. They somehow managed to secure great guests with regularity. Their conversations are genuine, and their commentary is always insightful. Even in the middle of a pandemic, these dudes have continued to grind out weekly episodes chock full of awesome content. If you're still reading this, I am. Just do me a favor and listen to the most recent episode. You won't regret it. That was like an overwhelmingly nice review. You knew that was getting reviewed the week the second I saw that come in. So John McGuire 5, we truly appreciate it. Thank you. Make sure you get in touch with us and we'll shoot you two free rounds to Toyabi Golf Club, which is a $135 value. Toyabi Golf Club was acquired by Duncan Golf Management last year, and they are offering the best membership deal in all of Northern Nevada. It is four courses for as little as $300 a month. Those courses include, in addition to Toyabi, Lake Ridge, Wolf Run, and Dayton Valley. You can book your tee time today or pick up more information about the membership deal at DuncanGolfReno.com. Again, that's DuncanGolfReno.com. Second read before we jump into weekly yearbook number 18. Adam, make the, the new sponsor sound again. New, 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 new. Same one. Yeah, that was pretty clean. You were ready to go. Say so we need a new new sponsor alert. That's what that's next on the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh our new sponsor, really excited about this one as well. Been in the works for some time now. Sage Advisors. Sage Tax and Business Advisors is a holistic multifamily office based in Vegas, but with strong Reno ties. One of their founding attorneys, Matt Winters, is a Reed grad. He's Nevada alum. He's very active in Nevada Twitter. Really excited to work with Sage Advisors because they help literally everyone develop strategies to reach a goal of financial freedom. You know that I'm team hashtag team no debt. Adam is is working on it. He's, he's not there yet. The founding attorneys have over 30 years of experience to provide a wide range of solutions from tax efficient finance to asset protection and estate planning and pretty much everything else in between. Sage Advisors is uniquely situated to handle every potential legal or financial situation that you may be facing, and they are really good people. You can check out more information at sageadvisorsnv.com or call in today at 702-444-7970 to start developing strategies to reach your ultimate goal of success and financial freedom. Again, that's sageadvisorsnv.com, or you can call in at 702-444-7970. Excited to have Sage Advisors in the boat, in the fam. All right, bro. Weekly yearbook number 18. Let you start. Start with my good news. This is for any students out there who want to maintain any hope during this COVID situation. Uh, students were overwhelmed after their landlord gave them what they would call a good tenant bonus on top of re returning their security deposits. Um, over across the pond, over in Leeds, England, apparently these guys, college students, were in an apartment for three years. They're all graduating, moving on, doing their own things. Um, and the landlord gave them a 20% bonus when they were leaving, returned their security deposits and gave them additional 20%. Um, so Clark, if you're listening, the owner of the pumpkin, uh, I got some questions for you. Where's my 20%? Um, but I was thinking about that. That was kind of some cool news. I mean, obviously it's one 
group of kids in this entire global situation. But that is my good news of the week. The good news network is slacking in what I would consider um, need to know basis. So I guess uh, kids out in England getting a 20% bonus on top of their deposit. I'll consider that need to know this week. You really dug deep for that one. I look around and it's like some of this news. I'm like, well, I always pick obviously some random articles and I'm like, that one's getting a little too close to home. That one involves Nevada. So, you know, I can't pick that. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's just (laughs) some of the stuff they have on there. It's just like either I'm not interested in it about or not. But I remember being a a college student and moving out of houses and I would have been ecstatic had a landlord give me a 20% bonus on top of any security deposit that ever got returned. It'll make the kids feel good, but that's not a good business model. (laughs) Necessarily. I said that landlord's going to lose the house. It goes into foreclosure right after this. Hope it was worth it. On a somewhat related note, I was supposed to go to a a buddy's bachelor party in September out in San San Diego. It's in September now. We've had to reschedule a couple times with all this. Mm -hmm. And dude charged us a rescheduling fee for our Airbnb. What? Yeah. Like 500 bucks. Nice. Send that bill to Gavin Newsom. (laughs) Uh, My first one, we have live sports that involve teams from Northern Nevada this weekend. Reno 1868 is going to play its first game since the pandemic shut down on Sunday. The USL started play this past weekend. This will be Reno's first game. First touch at 6 p.m. Sunday versus Sacramento Republic. It's on ESPN2 on national television if you want to watch. I have to yell at Kevin because I did not see any game notes, at least not when I was looking the other night. So I had to dig on my own to do some research on this game. Unbelievable, Kevin. Some people's kids. Uh, Sacramento has played two games this year. They did play one game already since the return. They tied Tacoma 3-3 on Monday night. Last year, Reno went 2-0 versus Sacramento, then got upset versus Sacramento at home in in the playoffs. We won't talk about that one. Tough to get too far into the game because this is essentially a a season opener. It it might may as well be uh, for Reno, but certainly looking forward to it. I'm hoping there's going to be no issues with the game in California and that state's starting to shut back down. Uh, That's going to be something to monitor here if not Sunday but certainly moving forward you gonna watch this game bro six o'clock nine o'clock kick here I'm I might have to I don't, I'm trying to lay low this weekend so that would be uh that, that would definitely be an incentive to keep me on the couch that fits and in it, the in the laying low profile yeah exactly watching USL at nine o'clock on a on a Sunday night hey, I'll do it I'm not scared let's see what Publix has got I'll be on the couch What's your completely off the wall with no thought put into it prediction? 4-1 Reno. I said I said 3-1 Reno. 3-1. You're on, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, man, I'm going to be sweating the over under on this one. <laughs> I'll move on to, I'll move on to the next point, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure you you kept in on this, but UFC 251, holy guacamole, uh title fights did not live up to what I thought they would be. Snoozer. That title, title fight was. Yeah. I I mean, this is how boring it was. Let Keep in mind, it was somewhere between 1 and 2 a.m. over here when that title mm-hmm. fight finally went off. I was kind of nodding in and out. Had a couple uh, had a couple IPAs by that point. Um, but the Jose Aldo fight, I thought that was disgusting. Um, 
watching him just basically sit in a fetal position on his knees and just watching the blood fly out of his head from how much he was getting destroyed. It was very apparent that he was not going to win that fight. Um, uh, I don't know how, you know, I, I know the bare minimum about UFC refing and when they can determine, you know, if fight's over, if they're fighting back, if they're given any, any inclination that they're, you know, still within, still within reason. But man, I thought for a while that that guy should have called that fight because I think everybody was kind of just cringing watching Aldo just get his head just pummeled by, yeah. uh, what was that guy's name? Peter, Peter Yon or I think it was Peter yeah, Yon. Didn't you have money on him? Yeah, I won eight dollars on him. He was a happy favorite. Nice, big dog. Bet twenty right to there. win eight. Yeah, <laughs> bet twenty to win eight. Hey, worked out for you. Probably weren't worried at all during that fight. No, that was the only <laughs> ticket I won because I I put twenty on our girl Paige, and everyone was like, "Why would you bet on Paige?" Eh, Reno support yeah, the local yeah. goal, and it was great value. It was bet twenty to win ninety. Man, I think it was. Don't you feel great now that betting's back or like you can bet and saying value again, that word. It felt right. so it was so it felt so good. And after the fights on Sunday, I was ripping up my tickets mm-hmm. and was thinking, this feels right. This feels <laughs> normal. I'm right back where I need to be. Bunch of twenty dollars that I'm ripping up. Losing Lo- sports each bets ticket. all over the place. Yeah. I also bet on Masvidal, and that didn't go well either. Oh, yeah, that did not go well. But the other part that was frustrating as hell, just for a future FYI for anybody else. Okay, so I had bought in the ESPN Plus a yep. while back, I think for 249 or 250 one of those fights. Anyways, got the year subscription. I bought the pay-per-view on my phone. And then, long story short, Amazon Prime isn't work or uh the fire sticks not working our tv because tyson went to town on the remote so i had yeah exactly so i had to go on the espn website and stream it through the espn website and it was giving me so many issues would freeze kept crashing i was i basically had to sit in my desk chair next to it and keep hitting refresh for how many times it was crashing oh that's a nightmare oh it was awful so heads up, but I talked to the guy on the phone for like an hour. He basically said, if that happens again, just buy it on the computer. Do not buy it on the phone. Yeah. They didn't give you any sort of refund or anything? Now I got the whole thing refunded, so that was the positive. Okay, there you go. Uh, my second point, it's actually sweet. My second point, uh, a lot of noise right now about non-conference football in 2020 and whether or not it's going to happen or not. The Pac-12 is out. The Big Ten is out. We were expecting to hear from the ACC by now that they would also be canceling non-conference games this year. Haven't hasn't happened yet. The SEC ADs met on Monday and determined to delay fall sports not through July or January first, but through at least August 31st. The interesting piece there is they're delaying all fall sports except for football, which is a little bit interesting money 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 <laughs> you know that if you know college football universally cancels the non-conference season the sec is gonna be the last one to go it just means more they're gonna be the last one to go this is relevant because nevada plays at arkansas on, on september 5th they'll be the first road game of the year after the uc davis home opener nevada set to make 1.5 million dollars for that game that is particularly valuable for this program. It'll be, I believe, the biggest payday to date 
for Nevada, which is set to make $1.6 million for the 2023 game at USC. Uh, NSN mm. reported that. It seems odd that you can't run cross-country, yet you can play football. A contact sport versus non-contact. <laughs> I'm team play football in the fall. That ruling, that decision doesn't make a lot of sense. It's the SEC, though. I mean, they're gonna <laughs> they're they're gonna do you, boo boo. <laughs> That's what the SEC is gonna do. But I mean, trying to make sense of it, I, I that one's tough. Not a great sign for our hopes of playing that game September fifth. Does Nevada have the or does Arkansas have the force majeure clause? I don't know if all of them do. I, I guess most of them do. We're going to hear a lot more about Force Majeure over the next couple weeks here, next month. That's going to become commonplace on ESPN. Yeah, it's watching the watching some of these other conferences go down. The Ivy Patriot. I mean, it's it's nerve wracking. I don't like I'll it. Put it. I'll put it that way. I like it. It is, it is alar- nerve wracking. Something I'll say alarming. A little alarming. A little, a little alarmed. That's actually what I was going to talk about. Um, but it's all for that point. So I'll move on to the next one. Other big news in the NFL has obviously been all over the place, but a team out in the NFC East is changing their name. Yeah. So that, I mean, when the last team to change, I would think would probably be the Oilers to the Texans. I think that was the most recent. But I would think so. I have no idea, though. Yeah, yeah. But it's always big news when you got a team changing. Um, the other part of fun part of Twitter, aside from everybody just shitting on everybody all the time and everybody getting mad about everything, is that sometimes it can collectively be good. When there's an idea, there's some subsections of Twitter where you get large groups of people who start spitting out ideas and spewing spewing names that could work for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen like the red tails come out of it. Uh, uh, there was like a military red, wolf, red wolves. I think had some red, traction. Red wolves getting some traction. The interesting thing, and in like I, I can't remember where I heard this, but Washington can totally be looking at this as a positive. You are going to change. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of hiccups with it. You got to change basically your brand, everything. everything you got to change yeah. your everything. But at this point now, think of all the merchandising, all that stuff that everybody who's a diehard Washington fans got to get all the new stuff again. They all got to get new jerseys. Everybody's got to get new shirts, new hats. And like, I know those are like a small, you know, a penny in the grand scheme of things, but that's at least one positive way to look at it instead of like digging your heels yep. in the ground and being like, we're never going to change. This is you know, this is who we are. Um, that's one positive out of it, but it is going to be interesting because no matter what Washington picks, no matter what the team name is, there is going to be so much hate that gets directed their way and so much anger at how st- you're going to have one subsection that loves it. This is the greatest thing you're ever going to, this is the greatest thing they've ever done. And of course there's always gonna be a subsection. that's like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I hate it. Why would they choose this? And then people are going to be bitter about it for till the end of time. And you're going to the people who are glad they changed the name, but they're still going to be mad. Yes, there is going to be some of that as well. And I've then you'll have, I've seen, I've seen, I think I've seen more of that on Twitter than anything else. People who are glad, but still mad. Yeah. Well, if, I don't know where you stand. My position on this whole team name change, I'll be like, yo, it's good, but I am not going to have a strong anger or I'm just more curious to see who they choose. Yeah. It will be interesting. I, I'm sure they're going through trademark stuff and before yeah. they an- announce a name, but I wouldn't think they'd wait too much longer. This is going to be something they'd have to decide relatively quickly. 
yeah, what they're, they're going to land on. Otherwise, they're going to have to use like a, you know, like when you create a team in Madden, like custom jerseys, it's just like the white jersey and the black shoulder pads or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Just the most basic thing. I would assume they're going to do everything they can to keep the logo as similar as possible in yeah. terms of shape. Kind of when you see it, obviously it's not going to be uh, in any man's face anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm in terms of like shape and coloring, all, I, I imagine they're going to try to keep it as close to that as possible. They could be the Washington yellow circles. Just remove everything but that yellow outer mm-hmm. ring. Yeah. That Washington halos. There you go. My final point before we kick it to our conversation with Lawson uh, we had our first real positive pandemic news on Tuesday. And yeah, you can get into stats and say cases are dropping in certain states or were dropping in certain states or whatever. But in terms of some optimism that we're starting to maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel, maybe we got some false optimism earlier, which is something we talked about when things started to open up a little bit. That was potentially going to be the case. Uh, but on Tuesday, the first vaccine tested in the U.S., uh, drove some ideal results for scientists, I guess. Some of the language that was used in the story I read was revved up immune system. And if that's not scientific, I don't know what is. I read that and my BS meter kind of went, I don't even think that's possible, revving up <laughs> an immune yeah. system. Vroom, but the, the idea, <laughs> oh, you just put your foot down on the gas is what you do. Damn it. Oh, this whole Jimmy time. Jimmy would tell you, dude. Didn't I say that back in March? <laughs> The idea of this vaccine is to uh, develop neutralizing antibodies. And w- it was a small group. They, t- they tested it on. Scientists were pleased with it. Fauci was like, this is a significant development. They're rolling out a thir- or 30,000-person test on July 27th. We won't get results for basically six more, five more months till about the end of the year. However, and I, apparently that's super fast in terms of developing a vaccine. The company that has this vaccine they're testing right now, Moderna. Does that sound familiar at all? Yeah, I mean, weren't they mentioned earlier? On this fine podcast, your boy, episode 106, I said Moderna. One to keep your eye out. Keep your did eye you on. invest? Did you invest? I, I didn't, but I said it might be a good idea to the share price Man. has jumped 15%. I was just uh, I was for, just about to open up I was just about to open up my Rod, Robin Hood app and see where they were at. <laughs> Long way to go, but any news is worth sharing, worth celebrating. And actually, today, Wednesday, uh, the Oxford University uh, or Oxford University, I guess they're working on a vaccine as well. I mean, everyone's it's a race for a vaccine on this thing because it's going to be a goldmine if you if you can get there. Oof. Uh, they also are testing a vaccine, which I guess is months ahead of or, of companies like Moderna, and they're possibly going to be finishing human trials by September. Like that. Like that. News. I like that a lot. Mm. Now, how do we decide who gets first? What do you mean? Whoever crossed the finish line first, whoever's the first one to say, no, yep, who gets, work. Who get, no, who gets the first round? Like, do we pump it into the NFL guys first? Like, we need the season. They get the first. <laughs> they get the first. They get the first batch. Well, I, th- I think I mentioned back on that same episode. Basically, they're going to do this backwards than what they would normally do for any sort of vaccine. Mm. They're going to start, and this is where the risk comes in for these companies who are uh, trying to create these these vaccines. Is they're going to start mass producing them before they get approved by the FDA. 
Man. So if you mass produce and the FDA says, nope, that's all going straight in the trash. Because the idea is you mass produce, you get approved from, from the FDA, and the second FDA says, yep, then out it goes to, to the masses. I have no idea how creating a vaccine works, but could you imagine how pissed you would be if you found out at the end of this mass production, there was like one little tweak you needed to do, like one tiny little thing that needed to be adjusted. You're, you're one decision away from becoming wealthy beyond your imagination if you're like the founder of that company or a board member or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're also one decision away from your millions and millions and millions of dollars invested into that go straight down the toilet. Yep, exactly. You're either going to be living in La Jolla or living on the streets. Take your pick. Roll the dice. Yeah, so it's a good, it's a good news. Uh, mm. Great stuff I looked, there. I looked it up. Moderna, Moderna in the last three months, the stock's risen 108%. 108%? Yeah, in the last three months. Tara, Tara just walked in and handed me a truly. That's love. I was going to say, I don't know what is in it or what is if that's not. <laughs> and a pineapple one too. Fantastic. She's even picking a good one. If she would have handed you a lime, that would have been questionable. But That's an issue. <laughs> an issue. Sorry, White Claw. I've been waiting to hear back from White Claw. We've, we've put it out there so many times. Got Heard nothing from them. I've tried reaching out. Nothing. Crickets. Now we got to start getting you to the Bud Light Seltzers. That's the problem. I, I had some of those for the UFC fight. What'd you on think? Saturday, I thought it tasted like a seltzer. I don't know I which mean, one for me. It's, it's, they, it's, they all taste to me somewhat similar. I'm, I'm gonna stay Team White Claw for a certain amount of time. White Claw, I can only be here for so. I can only be available for so long. I can only have my heart stepped on so many times before I have to move on. You're like the kid in high school who just keeps waiting out for the girl, hoping that she's gonna like him one day, and she, you know, you're just hanging out the locker, and Nathan, she never does. She will never like you. Well, after high school, then you go to college, you have your own experiences, and you bump into each other. You have your meet cute down by the river in the city. I'm hoping for my meet cute with, with White Claw. What do you think? This is a Sandra Bullock movie? This is real life. It that could, don't it happen. Could be. It could be. <laughs> okay. Uh, we went on a detour there. Let's kick it to our conversation with stud Nevada linebacker Lawson Hall had a Great year last year, a breakout year last year as a redshirt junior, primed to do some really big things for this defense this fall. We're going to speak into existence. Here's our conversation with Lawson. Lawson, dude, uh, was just telling you, I, I tell all my guests before push record, but really excited to have you on. Appreciate you making the time. Appreciate you having me, man. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously we'll get to football in this conversation and hopefully we'll get to football in the fall <laughs> as well. But ha- had Carson on last week and kind of kicked off that conversation talking about where we are as a country, really from a social justice perspective. You have a very different you know, view on what's happening, what has happened in the country than, than I. Um, you know, it's it's not fair to say that this is something that is just a few months old because it's a problem that goes far back before George Floyd. So to start broadly, you know, what do you kind of make of of where we are right now? The conversation we're kind of having as as a country. I mean, I'm I'm glad we're kind of having that conversation now. Um, now that you know the rest of the country has finally paid attention to what has mm-hmm. been going on for decades, so. 
Um, you know, I'm glad that's kind of, you know, the topic right now. I hope it continues to be the conversation. I hope this just isn't, you know, one of those trends that come and go. Um, so I, I feel like it, it is going to be, you know, something that stay, that's here to stay. So I'm kind of happy to hear that. No question. That was one of the things that I talked about, right, when this jump from jump is. I know how we kind of operate as a country. We kind of just chase the next thing. It does seem like this time is is different, and it kind of has some staying power now, the conversation. And I know as a team, you guys had some, some conversations led by Jay, some other coaches as well, which for uh, a lot of people can be uncomfortable conversations for a lot of us. I'm not going to pretend like I'm immune to this either. Um, I'm not going to pretend that these are only happening in college football locker rooms. They should probably be happening a little bit more. Um, but what can you kind of share about those talks? And, and and maybe, you know, that will be helpful for people who are a little bit more hesitant to have some conversations uh, about this topic right now. Well, uh, you know, we had a couple of team meetings after, you know, the, the you know, situation that happened. And, you know, the kind of the basis of this team meeting was, uh, Coach Jay wanted to open the floor, you know, mm -hmm. to have meaningful dialogue amongst, you know, just the rest of the team because obviously there was a divide at the time. Um, and this divide really came from, you know, lack of knowledge. Like a lot of uh, my white teammates yep. didn't really – they didn't really know what was going – like they knew what was going on, but they, they don't – they didn't really experience that growing up. So, you know, it was hard for them to relate. So we kind of just – they asked questions and, you know – people mm -hmm. who experienced that just answered them and it was just a you know a constructive conversation and it, it shed light you know to a lot yeah. of people who didn't really know what was going on sure uh, are you planning uh, on doing anything that this season assuming we're going to have one to show support for the blm movement have you put any thought there uh you know i haven't really put much thought into that to be honest mm -hmm. that's a that's really thought-provoking uh whatever i can do to support i am 100 percent in though yeah, uh, I should start thinking about that though. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> Providing value is what I just. It's part of what I bring to the table here. Yeah, um, so I, I do want to talk about you know what it's like returning uh, during the pandemic and talk some football as well. But before I do, you know, is there anything at, at this point that you would like to add? I kind of just want to turn this over to you. Make sure that like you have a platform. Is there anything I, I should have asked or that we should be asking that you feel like that we're maybe missing? Oh no, we're good. You know, I'm I'm going off of you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> just, just want, want to give you an open mic night. Want, want to let it rip. All right. Um, so you're back on campus now. You're getting tested regularly. How different is that, or is it starting to feel somewhat normal now? Uh, to be honest, it, it is starting to feel a little normal. At first, I was like, "What is this? I've never had <laughs> anything that far down my nose ever." Uh, <laughs> So it was a little weird, but, you know, I'm kind of getting used to it. It's just like a new normal that we're going to have to deal with if we're going to mm -hmm. you know, move on in life. So Right. And talking about moving on, I mean, it's hard to scroll through Twitter right now and feel really great about chances of, of playing football in the fall. This is your senior year. And you see some contrasting opinions about should they play in the fall, should they not play in the fall? Where, where do you kind of fall in that spectrum? You know, I, I feel like, you know, at some point we kind of have to, you know, keep living our lives and continue to be, you know, aware of the current situation that's, you know, the country's in. Uh, mm -hmm. And football is, is, you know, a part of that. You know, I'm, I've been a football player since I was, as long as I can remember. You know, that's right. really, that's all I do every year. 
for most of the year. So, you know, it's <laughs> kind of weird. So, of course, I want to get back to playing football. And it's got to be a bummer. I don't know if that's an appropriate word, but, I mean, this is your redshirt senior year. Things have really built up for you up to this year. Things are really falling in line, and now you have this. I know. It's got to be tough. It is, it is tough, man. But, you know, I, we always we always say, you know, control what we can control. So, I've mm-hmm. been, you know, still working as if, you know, we're still going to have a season, even though there's no decision yet. Right. You know, I'm still working like we are, so. I figure if a, if enough of us say there's going to be football in the fall, you guys keep practicing like there's going to be football in the fall, like it's just going to speak it into existence. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of been, been my approach here. So you want to play in the fall. I don't want you to speak for your teammates, but you know, is there a consensus on, on the on the team that you guys want to play in the fall? Is it kind of divided? Where, where do the guys fall there? Yeah, we're pretty much, you know, all on the same page. Uh, you know, we all love football. We want We came here to play football, so – you know, we just want to do it in a way, you know, that's still safe and, mm-hmm. you know, can maintain the proper procedures and, you know, things like that. So, yeah. One of the options that's potentially being floated around, I know the Ivy League is going to do it. I think the Patriot League just said they're going to do it as well as potential is play in the spring, potentially. Mm-hmm. Have you put any thought into what that would be like? Because that might be one of the weirdest things uh, of all. You know, it's football is a sport you play in the fall. It's hot when you do two days and get ready for the season. Two days, I guess, are kind of out now. But it's cold when you end the year and then be in the spring. That would be bizarre. Yeah. The last two days, I've been trying to fathom what's that, what that's going to be like playing football in the spring, like going down to, I don't know, UNLV in, in, in April or something. Like, it's, it's hot. crazy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of, I kind of, these last couple of days I've been trying to think of, you know, the things that would happen if that were to yeah. be a possibility, you know. I, I, we can't have you thinking about it too much. We're, we need to stay on this manifesting football in the fall thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, well, I mentioned it already. You know, one of the reasons we really wanted to have, have you on is because you've become the leaders of, of this defense. You had a breakout year last year, 58 tackles, third most on the team, a uh, few tackles for loss. It was your fourth year in the program last year after a redshirt year, and I'm sure that helped. But what kind of was the – I mean, was there anything that clicked last year? I and mean, what do you kind of attribute that to? I feel like – I say confidence, mm-hmm. really, to be honest. You know, I've always – I feel like I've always had it in me. You know, I've always – you know, I train hard. I work hard. I study the game. It was just confidence that I was lacking, you know. So when I finally was – when I finally was named, you know, the starter at a point and – you know, I became confident and I started, you know, just doing what I know I could, what I'm capable yeah. of. You, you had two picks last year. How many, how many are you getting this year? Oh, <laughs> I ain't going to say a number, but it's going to be more than two. <laughs> uh, you know, at the at the linebacker spot, we're pretty much aiding on the defense. It's a mixed bag between guys who can grab it and guys who have the lineman hands. You know, you had two, <laughs> you had two picks. Where are you? Where do you fall there? Uh, I'm definitely one of the guys who can grab it. I am okay. probably have the best hands in our linebacker room. Ooh, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, wanna... you got to go get more than two next year. Now, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, you have a new D, D, uh, D coordinator this year, and, and Brian Ward comes over from Syracuse. You know, typically when you have a new coaching staff, uh, you get the spring to start putting in a new system. You didn't get that this year. I mean, how are are you and the guys feeling about running kind of a different defensive approach this year and kind of not having the spring? It's got to be a, I don't know if unsettling is the word, but certainly different. 
Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little different, you know. There's obviously nothing like uh, you know, practicing the defense in real time and mm-hmm. actually uh doing it, but you know, we've we've adjusted pretty well. Um, you know, with just meetings, you know, like Zoom meetings and yeah. uh, you know, virtual playbooks that, you know, it's it's just the the way we adjust uh is going to be, you know, the game changer, but it's definitely it was definitely weird not having spring ball uh, yeah. for the first time in my college career. I think all of us are getting tired of the Zoom meetings and the Teams meetings. Is that you as well? Yeah, man. I'm tired of <laughs> having you know to rely on Wi-Fi for. You know, yeah. Do you go with one of the fancy backgrounds that you see everyone doing, or do you go no background? No, nah, I'm I'm a simple guy, man. I keep it simple. <laughs> so I am too. <laughs> uh, how different is, is uh, you know Coach Ward's scheme from what Jeff, Jeff Castile was running the past few years? Uh, well, you know, obviously Castillo had a uh, three down front. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Coach Ward is more of a four down front. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say too much. I don't know how much. <laughs> don't want to get you in trouble. Don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's really different. And I'm excited for this defense, uh, yeah. and what we can do, um, on film. There shows flashes of, you know, the ability to make big plays. So, mm-hmm. Hopefully we do that a lot this year. Does it change at all kind of what your responsibilities are, or are those going to be kind of largely the same? Uh, Pretty much the same. You know, right. I just have more freedom in this defense. Uh, You know, I'll be doing a lot of different things. But, yeah, it's pretty much the same. I'm playing the same position. Um, I'll be moving around a little bit, but we'll see. All right. Uh, as a group last year, this is one of the reasons there's a new defensive coordinator. Gave up 32 points per game. You know, you guys have certainly had some time to look back, reflect on on, on last year, and you certainly know what you have coming back this year. You know, as you evaluate the group you guys have, where do you expect? You know, maybe some of the biggest uh, changes or, or improvements. Um, you know, obviously our D line is going to be you know amazing this year. Beast. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be our strong suit of our defense. Um, I'm really excited, you know, for our our DBs, um, corners, safeties. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, we're kind of young at linebacker, but you know what I'm saying. We we got some we got some bright spots in there. Uh, you know, I can fill a lot of holes and be big sure. time playmakers for us. Hey, you pretty much just worked your way back from D line there, talking about the defense. And one of the questions I did want to ask you is about EJ. You know, you get the sixth year. I don't know if it was a huge surprise, but you lose Daniel, who's obviously a stud out there. It's got to be nice uh, get, having him back next year. Oh, yeah, of course. I, it's always good to get experience back, you know, especially in defense. Uh, you know, um, but yeah, I, I love, you know, the, the decision that EJ made to come back, and I'm excited to have him. I, I asked Carson last week for someone on the offense that he thought was going to maybe be a sleeper who was going to take a big step forward uh, next year. And the name he gave was Cole Turner, big dude uh, on the outside. Now you guys didn't have a spring ball. You didn't get to get out there. But you've been watching a lot, of, <laughs> doing a lot of the zoom virtual meetings. Uh, do you have a guy or two to look out for in the defensive side? That's not named Lawson Hall. Ooh. Oh man. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna just pick a young guy at this point. All right, freshman uh, that I really like, uh, Marquise Patman. Uh, Marquise Allen Patman, I think that's his full name. Um, okay. He's 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 quick. Uh, you know, he's athletic. He's a good he's a good football player. Uh, from what I know, from you know, we've been practicing. Sure. And from what I've seen. 
I don't even know. I, I haven't even heard of him yet. What position does he play? You got you to give us some more sca- more in-depth scouting report. He plays a cor- he plays corner. He corner. Plays, but let's okay. see. Somebody you might know. Let's see from last year. I'd say Trevor Price is due for a big year this year. All right. Trevor Price. Yeah, I think everyone's looking at Dom, Dom uh, next year as well. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That goes without saying. I would, <laughs> I would say. You don't need to mention it. Yeah. I just don't want to get you in trouble. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Make sure, we're, make sure we're covering the bases. All right, dude, Lawson, uh, truly appreciate you for coming on, having a candid conversation. Please stay healthy. Tell your teammates, too, as well. And uh, we'll see you this fall. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> oh, baby! Kevin Bailey! He just went up the invisible ladder! Really appreciate uh, Lawson for coming on. Hard not to, I mean, for me, that was my first time chatting with him. I'm guessing for a lot of people listening to the episode, first time getting to hear from Lawson. Uh, really well-spoken dude. I hope that we get to hear more from Lawson uh, this year. I think we will, because if they play football, he's going to be a really important part uh, of that defense. couple reads for you guys before we run some slants. Tipsy Elves, co-founded by Reed High School alum Nick Morton. I don't have to keep telling you guys how much we love Tipsy Elves, because we love Tipsy Elves. They want to sue you up for life's biggest moments, life's most fun moments, life's most memorable moments. Shirts, shorts, tanks, hats, glasses, socks, fanny packs, masks, they, you, you name it, they got it. So visit tipsyelves.com today. They'll hook you up. And when you do exclusively for you guys, make sure that you use promo code SLANT20. That will earn you 20% off at checkout. Promo code SLANT20 will earn you 20% off checkout at tipsyelves.com. We debuted Nevada State High School last week, two weeks two weeks ago. Again, time, not a real thing right now. Uh, but huge fans of Nevada State High School, not only because our dad is now the site administrator in Reno, but because they want to work with high school students in Northern Nevada to make sure they're entering college, or I should say really leaving college, with as little student debt as possible. High school students are going to take real college classes taught by real college professors, and Nevada State High School is going to work with those students to integrate them into the college environment. Most importantly, they're going to take care of tuition. They got it. The students, the students family, mom, dad, you're off the hook. Nevada State High School is going to take care of it. It's somewhere between five dollars and $80,000 reportedly that students will save in tuition by taking advantage of Nevada State High School. Again, for juniors and seniors in Northern Nevada, Real college experience, going to help students develop personally, socially, and academically, and they have a proven process for personalized college success. You can request more information today at earlycollegenv.com. Again, that's earlycollegenv.com. We'll run some slants here. We'll start with weekend plans. You said you're intending to lay low this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Last weekend, um, Sunday ended up starting to become a little bit of a Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day, huh? Dusted that thing off. Have not done one of those in, let's say, a while. It's It's been a minute. I know back when we used to live in James Lane, uh, Sunday fun day was kind of my thing. Uh, that was back oh, yeah. when, I was, when I was working at the steakhouse. I used steakhouse. to love Sunday fun days. But um, no, we ended up, we, get, we got some brunch, you know. A little bit of champagne. That's how, that's how Sunday fun day starts. Next thing you know, I was drinking something with tequila in it. <laughs> it just it got out of hand quickly. Um, but so yeah, this weekend plan to lay low. Um, if Reno, if I'm able to get that game, I'll be watching that. Yeah. Other than that, 
probably go to try and go to the pool here. Hopefully that thing opens back up for anybody who hasn't been following Florida. I'm sure a lot, a lot of people haven't been Florida has become the new epicenter of the coronavirus. So things are, basically it's, not, sh- it's not Arizona. No, we do. We were having like, I think it was, we had 15,000 cases in a single day the wow. other week. And we had like th- three or four straight days of 10,000 plus. It's gotten pretty gnarly here. Um, wow. But just keep rocking the mask and I've been all right. Um, then other than that, Probably do some training with Tyson. I haven't really sat down with him in a while, and he's just getting reckless. He thinks he runs the place. We haven't heard much from Tyson this week. He, he was very vocal last week. Well, he was locked in the room because I, I couldn't tell if you could see during the intro, but Isidora was trying to shoo him into the room because yeah. he was just causing mayhem. And um, now he's out. And, of course, oh, here he is. He's already biting me. He <laughs> Let's see. Yep, now here he is over here. I don't want to get him too close to the mic because I know he's going to slap that thing. Oh, he's looking at he like he likes it. He likes it. That's what, yeah. that's Tyson had to chime in on weekend plans. That's what he's up to. Yeah, so he's like, dude, you gotta let him know what we're doing. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's that's what we got going on now here. I'm kind of in a in a similar boat. Last weekend, first weekend home in a while was really nice. Uh I got less plans this weekend than I had last weekend. I think Friday night we are gonna go over to a friend's house and do a, like a build your own pizza night thing, which is very exciting. Uh I have a TV stand and bookshelf showing up for the Reno Slant Vegas headquarters. So I think I got to build those this weekend. And Tara's jump on. No, she thinks she's driving. Uh, she got a bachelorette party in California this weekend. She's driving to LA or San Diego? I think it's in San Diego. Nice. Which means heavy Call of Duty action. You're not dropping in with the boys, I'm dropping dude. In with the boys. You, you're dude. all, you, dude, you are so all talk. You said a month ago you were going to get an Xbox and play. Yeah, I need my Robinhood account to double in profits, and then I'll get my Xbox. That's how I've been. I've been slowly. You don't need putting... Robinhood. You need to call Sage Advisors. Look at I that do company. To, I, actually, like I actually do. That, need to call I, I weave it in. I need him to protect my future asset of the Xbox. Protect that against Isadora. <laughs> <laughs> protect it against Isadora. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then obviously Sunday night, six o'clock. Reno, eighteen sixty-eight at Sac Republic, ESPN two. That will be on the television. Mm. Okay, let's uh, get to social. Got a handful of questions from you guys. We'll start with the take line. Hi, Nathan and Adam. In the event the Mountain West decides to follow the lead of the Big Ten and Pac-12 and cancel their non-conference football games this fall, which team or teams do you think would stand to lose the most? I myself would go with Boise State and UNLV. Appreciate the question, Andrew, as always. You know, as far as, you know, who, which Mountain West program would be impacted the most if there was no non-conference games or if there were no non-conference games, conference only, you know, he's going Boise, UNLV. I think Boise is the easy answer because Boise is the New York Six Bowl candidate out of the Mountain West and you need or it'd be helpful to have a strong non-conference Slate and they got Florida State coming to their place up in Boise this year. Not getting Florida State at home for Boise would be a huge blow. I mean, they went down to Florida State last year and then a hurricane. They had to move it. It was supposed to be in, I think, Orlando or Jacksonville, and they had to move it to Tallahassee and still won with a true fresh. I think Bachmeyer started that game. It's a true freshman. Not getting that game would, would be a bummer. But you look around some of the other comp or schedules in the Mountain West. Andrew mentioned UNLV. UNLV has Cal 
Arizona State and at Iowa State. That's a loaded non-conference slate. Hawaii was supposed to play UCLA, Arizona, and Oregon. Pac-12 going uh, no non-conference games. Those are all wiped out. I think the programs that are really at a disadvantage, I mean, Boise is a no-brainer, are the ones who have new head coaches this year, and that's a lot of them in the Mountain West for some the same reasons uh, we talked about with Lawson, new defensive coordinator, not having a lot of time to, you know, new verbiage, new schemes, be, start being comfortable. So it's it's less thinking and more reacting and, and being present. And if you're that way across the board for a program w- with a new head coach heading into conference play, you have no no time to really fine tune other than some, you know, inner squad stuff. That's difficult. Oh you, yeah. You look around the mountain, Colorado State, New Mexico have new new coaches. Around the West, Hawaii, San Diego State, Fresno, and UNLV all have new coaches. Nevada opens conference play versus San Diego State, new coach. At Hawaii, new coach. At New Mexico, new coach. Versus Fresno, new coach. Love it. I think there is a possibility though that if the Mountain oh, West, for oh, example, oh. was is the Tyson just bark? What was that? Yeah, he's growling over. He he is not pleased that I'm not playing right now with him. <laughs> uh, Tyson's ruining my train of thought. I, I think there's a chance <laughs> that the conference season expands if there's no non-conference games. I heard uh, uh, Jen Cohen, UW's AD, talk about that in the Pac-12, where they're considering the idea of going to a 10-game conference season. Mm, that's with, interesting. With no non-conference. But Mountain West may do something similar, and that would mean you would get probably close to a balanced schedule, you're not going to play, you know, 12 teams in the Mountain West. You're not going to play 11 conference games. Maybe you play 10. We can, leave, we can let's leave San Jose State off. Let's get rid of San Jose State. Bring Boise in. Chance, I'm, chance, maybe that would be a silver lining. This whole thing is if they expand, no non-conference, you lose the Arkansas payout. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But you expand the conference season and you get Boise in there. Bingo, bingo. On Instagram, Fake Matt Mummy asks. What would be more painful to the general groin area? College football being canceled in the fall or using the urinal with your hands covered in fresh hand sanitizer for three months? Wait, what? Using the urinal with your hands covered in fresh? Basically holding your package with hand sanitizer. Oh, God. There you go. Mm. Glad he clamped those dots for you. Yeah, I was I was confused there. Um. I would gladly hold my groin with hand sanitizer in my hand if it meant we had football. <laughs> gladly. <laughs> no no football is a little bit more figurative pain, emotional pain. Hand sanitizer is literal pain, so different types of, of pain here. The hand sanitizer scenario is only a few minutes a day for three months. And granted, it's going to stay there for a little bit until it dries up. The... No football in the fall is nonstop anguish for mm-hmm. three to four months. No football in the fall, no question, is more painful. I cannot overstate how terrible, how badly that would suck. Yeah. Good good, good answer. I thought you were getting all philosophical on the front. I thought you were going to be pulling some Aristotle move on I us. Guess I got somewhat philosophical. Actually, I got very literal. That's what I did. You did, you did get very literal. A <laughs> couple questions on Twitter. John Mackey, two-parter. Does Reno have the best sunsets in the Mountain West Conference? I can't speak for a lot of cities, regions around the Mountain West. Reno does have some ball and sunsets, though. Yes, it does. Probably San Diego would probably put up a fight, but 
San Diego, I'm sure. Fort Collins would probably have some. My guess is Albuquerque has some. Vegas Lar- has some great sunsets. Laramie. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, second part of the question, why is this article painfully wrong about financing the buildings on campus? Most of you did not see this. It, it's, an, it's an op-ed in the Las Vegas Sun whining that all the money in the state goes to Nevada, opposed to UNLV, and the Nevada continues to build new campuses and programs are being squashed at UNLV. The There's an important distinguish or an important you know, factor to point out here, and that is the difference that exists between an article and an op-ed, or at least the difference that is supposed to exist between an article and an op-ed. It's getting that that line is becoming blurred in today's you know media culture or media uh, environment, if you will. An op-ed is supposed to be opinion. Now you're going to have some facts cooked in there, but it's going to be opinion. An article is supposed to not have any opinion in there. And that's what we're seeing a lot with journalists now. Is it just opinion just flying around all over the place? Don't get me started. You already did. This is a <laughs> UNLV fan who is bitter. And UNLV fans, I would say generally on Twitter, are bitter. I think Twitter promotes and celebrates being bitter and whining and complaining. So, I mean, that's I'm sure that's part of it. Um, I actually couldn't even see who wrote the article. Really? Which is... Anonymous. Someone submitted it, I guess. Which, it was probably someone on staff. Who said, nah, I don't want to let this fly. I don't want to attribute my name to it. That would be very on brand for Vegas media. Final question comes from Fake Map Mummy. Burger King announced they're going to make cows fartless or something. I love Fake Map Mummy's questions. Will this help protect the environment? And will it help ensure Commissioner Thompson's beautiful hair is around longer for future generations to enjoy? Have you heard anything about anything that Fake Map Mummy is talking about here? I have no idea, but I, all I was going to say is whatever Burger King's doing, teach me the ways. <laughs> I did not see anything about Burger King. I did do some clicking around, though. There is a lot of traction, a lot of conversation, even in the science environment, about cows contributing to global warming with their farts. Uh, I mean, <laughs> a, a stat that I saw is that cows are responsible to as much of one third of the methane contributions in our environment from the agriculture industry. Okay, I was going to say that is absolutely ridiculous. That's a ton. And most of it actually comes from their burps, not their farts. The more you know. I couldn't how find the, how, I couldn't find anything how, linking methane to stunted hair growth though. So I think Commissioner Thompson's hair is fine regardless. <laughs> Full circle there. Yeah, I have no idea how the hell that how they would plan to do that, but hey. Plan to do what? Could you imagine? Make cows fart less? Yeah, exactly. Like you realize there's just some what you're feeding them. Well, I mean, I've tried a lot of different things, it doesn't work. So <laughs> does Tyson I'm fart? Old. Griffey farts all the time, bro. It's Dude. Bad. Awful, 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 awful. Like, you'll just be sitting there. He won't even, no heads up. And all of a sudden, ass to the face, and it just smells like something died. <laughs> Griffies don't stink, but you can hear them. Really? Yeah. Does he get, Does he get like, embarrassed? No, he doesn't care. Oh, Griffey. That should have, should never even ask. Like, Griffey don't care about nothing. No, he doesn't care. 
We'll get out here with Random Reno, brought to you by Silver and Blue Outfitters, your source for Nevada apparel, locally owned and operated. Silver and Blue Outfitters is constantly releasing new Nevada apparel. Pick up your new apparel for the season today at silverandblueoutfitters.com. Again, that's silverandblueoutfitters.com. What'd you find this week? Reno has been America's tree city for how long? I think it's, I don't know if it's, I think it's I don't a tree city. I don't think it's the tree city. I think I've stumbled across one of these. I was li- okay. That's I was just that was my next question. Is the way they worded it, it sounded like it was America's tree city, but then I was doing a little research and it sounds like it's like a program thing. Yeah. How long? 84. 1984? 1984. It's actually not that far off. They've been it for 28 years. It's 92. <laughs> I was going to say, so what year would that be? 92. Okay. So give me the year. Don't make me do math. <laughs> uh, what year was Washoe Golf Course established? Oh, man. 1978. 1934. Whoa, that's crazy. It is the oldest course in the state of Nevada. And we've played it a lot. A lot. Lost a lot. of. That's basically where I grew up. That's a golf course I grew up on. I hit one of my best golf shots ever at Washoe. I forget which hole it is. It's the par five where it takes a 90 degree turn. Is that the 10th hole? I don't know. No. no, I'm pretty sure it's on the front. Okay, never mind. I was, it, I it's a par five. You have to, it basically goes 200 yards straight and then it goes straight right angle. There's a, a lake in the corner. Sometimes the lake gets dried up so you can land oh, in there. Oh, you're saying the hook to the right, not yeah. to the left. Yeah, hooks to the yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly which one you're talking about, but I don't remember what hole that is. I don't remember which, which number it is either. But anyway, I had a good tee shot right where you need to be. And then I got up my hybrid and I got within five feet. From I don't know how far out that is. No, three sixty. Uh, I want to say no, but it's it's not. <laughs> I truly don't remember. I just remember the shot that got there. I, think I was gonna I, say. I think I birdied. I'm pretty yeah. sure I birdied too, buddy. I would say it'd be very convenient to remember how you got there, but not how you finished. <laughs> yeah. yeah, funny how that works. Well, it shows you which shot was memorable and which shots weren't. So I, it probably wasn't pretty. I, I guarantee you, I was stressing, <laughs> sweating bullets, dude. I guarantee it. <laughs> And that is our show this week. Thank you to all of you who continue to listen to this podcast so you can stay current on everything Nevada. Thank you to Nevada linebacker Lawson Hall for coming on. Thank you to our partners at Tipsy Elves, Archie's, Nevada State High School, Silver and Blue Outfitters, Toyabi Golf Club, and Sage Advisors. Look at that list. If you are not already, please subscribe and follow the Reno Slant on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can find us at the Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Have a great, great weekend, you guys. Go back. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Until next week. And we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore. Hi. My name is Adam Reichert, co-host of the Talk Eastern Europe podcast. I'm sure you have heard about the country of Belarus, which has been dominating international news headlines and the massive protests and violence that broke out there. 
To understand this country better, we have prepared a special documentary podcast series called The Story of Belarus, The Nation, Its History, and A New Hope. In this 10-episode documentary, we explore the country in greater detail. You can learn more by visiting www.neweasterneurope.eu slash Belarus or listen anywhere you find podcasts.